Christian Cunningham here at the All Founders Podcast. Very interesting episode this one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the first 100 days of setting up a business from scratch, zero to one. We had a wonderful guest, Jonathan Hill, who has built two successful businesses again from scratch. He had some great insights on first 100 days and maybe a few ideas that you may not have thought of. Some ideas around structure, some setting behavioral expectations, and oh well, you can hear for yourself. You'll also hear a bit of Ticker TV in there, so if you want to check us out on Ticker, that's fine, but if you don't want to look at us, here we are. Thanks for listening. On Ticker, you're watching All Founders with Laura Racky and Christian Cunningham. Good afternoon all, welcome to the All Founders show, another wonderful show. Uh, we made it through another week again, amazingly just. well, just, just. Today we have a theme of talking, a very exciting little little theme today, the first 100 days. And that would encompass the first 100 days of starting a business, but also maybe the first 100 days of taking on a team or taking on a leadership position. We've got a terrific guest today, uh, Jonathan Hill. Uh, he, if you haven't heard of him now, you will, because the next thing coming is gonna be huge. And I'm here with my inimitable partner today, and that is Laura Racky. how are you? You know what? I'm not brilliant or magnificent today, a bit flat. We're all a bit flat in Melbourne. Hang on a minute. You've always been brilliant. You've always been magnificent. Now you're flat. <laughs> Bit flat. Can I ask why? He I says, think, knowing the answer. I think we all know why. It's been a really tough um, couple of months. I think we all felt like we were coming out on the other side and we've been smacked and we're back in our boxes. We are. So a little bit disappointing, but just we've got to, I think, take the weekend, pull ourselves together and keep going this next week yes we are shooting from beautiful victoria and as many would know we are back in the uh like laura says back in the box uh we had a little bit of a, an angry day on wednesday and we're a little bit unenthused with the world but i think we sort of bounced back okay didn't we thursday we did. and we whatever did. day it is today we did. was that a week ago a month ago i don't know but um got a lovely box of wine from claymore wines this week so i think that'll Terrific. that'll claymore get wines. us That'll get us through a week, <laughs> of ten, so. ten, ten more boxes, please. Thank you. No, no, that's beautiful. Claim more wines. Um, so today we're talking first hundred days of business. Yes. Now, I've got to be honest, I don't have a plan today. So <laughs> unlike what we're about to talk about, having a plan. You must have a plan. <laughs> just not if you're running a live TV show. No, live TV, just make it up as you go along. So uh, I don't have a plan, but first hundred days. Yeah. But what I would love to do is, um, if we can split it off a little bit, first hundred days of starting a business but, yes. and that can be a small business that can be a larger business yes. or acquiring and then maybe a little bit on first 100 days of taking so we're on talking, a team sorry when we say starting we're talking from scratch or we're we starting day one of trade no no scratch right. so yep. um now those two things you're right are really the same thing yep. but so scratch we've got either an idea or a business yes. or we've bought a business yes. and we're like right we've got to put a plan together now and yes. this is what we're going to do yes. so first 100 days that sound reasonable enough period of time 100 so. days 100 days, yeah. How, how long are we in lockdown? 41, 42, 41, 40 left? 40 days, we can start a business today. <laughs> so let's assume that we are. All right, so um, now for those who don't know Laura Racky, she also has a very strong legal background and usually deals not with the first 100 days, often deals with the day 1000, yeah. which is less fun uh, some of the time. Some of the time. So I'd love to start with you and say, what are some of the things, if you want, we can, you know, what are some of the things you might think of? Maybe let's call them the boring things. <laughs> Always the boring things. It is the doing. boring things. You know, legal stuff's pretty boring. Always being typecast as the boring lawyer. What are some of the boring things you might think to have in when you're starting a business? Right. First 100 days. Okay. Number one boring thing. Number one, one Number boring one. thing is, is your structure. So let, let's put aside that you've thought about your business plan. You've yep. thought about 
how you're going to fund it, yep. all of those sorts of things. Great idea. It's going to make you a whole heap of money. The number one thing to think about and yep. go and talk to an expert out about is your structure. Yep. So you're talking about structure as in how the business is set up in relation to uh, tax affairs, how it is, exactly. company structure, trust. Exactly. There's no point in having these big dreams about some business that's going to make you millions and millions of dollars and setting it up in a sole trader nice structure. Dream. You know, if you're a sole trader, yep. it's really hard to then flip it into a structure that you can sell shares, um, you yep. know, borrow money, then it's all that's on right. you, all of those sorts of things. So it's really, really important. And limit your liability. Well, yes. <laughs> so, you know, have a look at your liability, your exposure personally and see yeah. if you can structure things to make sure that you are not personally So you're talking about day zero, to zero yeah. to one, yeah. that you would want to have a good look at the way you structure business. Yes. Now, if I'm thinking about doing that, like, am I going to spend 10 grand getting that done? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> I feel, I feel like it's a bit loaded. You shouldn't. What do you mean I shouldn't? Well, I won't or I think if I you're don't getting a quote to. for $10,000 to set up a structure for a business that isn't doing anything yet. Hasn't got any revenue. I think you should make a few phone calls and get some more quotes. <laughs> so pick up the phone, talk to your current accountant, yep. get a feel for what they can advise you on, yep. get a feel for bu your budget and what they're saying it might cost. I mean, accountants can set up a company like that yep. and there's yep. obviously ASIC fees and fees for business names and yep. all sorts of things. But that anyway. would be the same whether you got the advice or not. So you, you, whether you're going well, to get... Well, that's right. You, so you, you might spend a, certain a few fees. hundred more just yep. to get the right guidance, right? Okay, let me riddle me this then. If I don't set that up correctly, yes. what are some of the issues that might happen oh, further down the line? I think... <laughs> so, okay. I'll do the lawyer thing. The personal exposure, the ex personal personal exposure makes me nervous. Yep. If you if you set up as a sole trader, yep. and also divesting or bringing in partners yep. starts to get really and, murky. And, and, and then you've got to investors. think about. Then you will need to set up the company. Then you will need to dump all of the assets into the company. And yep. there's your ten grand. Yeah. Right. So, if you are serious and you really think there is something in your idea, just do it right. Invest at the start and, and get that structure right. So. I don't think we should talk about that anymore. It's really, really boring. It is very boring. Um, <laughs> so, but I think it's important because I think you look at, if, if you talk to someone who's got an idea or they've got a business idea, that the, the, a big hurdle and fear for a lot of people is the setting up of the, you know, these are scary organisations, ASIC and the ATF. A lot of people don't understand how they, how they work. It's also not fun. It's and not when, fun, when you're starting mate. a business, you've got all these dreams and hopes and, and like, you want to do all the now? cool stuff, right? Yeah. And I get that. Um, but you will, it will bite you in the ass later. Yeah when you actually do have to do the admin. So, tick, we've right, gone to our on. account. Get some setup. good advice. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that, it's not gonna be crazy expensive. Shouldn't a few be. hundred dollars spent now is better than $10,000 yes. spent later. That is the, that's the bottom yes. line. Terms and conditions. Now, I don't want you to spend a whole bunch of time on this, but just <laughs> a little bit on why terms and conditions are valuable. Well, I would hope that that's pretty obvious, but um, I wouldn't just look at terms and conditions with your customers or your clients. So, firstly, you wanna make sure you're getting paid. Yep. Okay. It, sometimes if you don't have good terms and conditions, it's very hard to get paid. Yes. Um, if you're selling products, goods and services, you, sorry, goods, you do need to be set up with good terms. Yep. Yep. But another thing people forget about is their suppliers, um, the, the businesses that they are actually clients of when yep. they're setting up their businesses or people that you're doing partnerships with. It's all great at the start. Everyone's a mate. Everyone's got, it's all good faith. Everyone's, you know, handshakes. Well, not at the moment. No but. handshaking, <laughs> but you know, just this really great vibe. The reality is when the rubber hits the road, the second there is an issue, what's everyone looking for? The contract. If there's no contract, you're buggered 
and it's really, really hard to resolve things. So again, get things done right at the start with your customers and the people that you um, are relying on for, are relying service. on for services yep. or in partnership or relationships with. So again, these things shouldn't be too expensive. Yeah, we're not and talking about encumbering your, your big idea with tens of thousands of no, dollars of expenditure, like if, in the hundreds really. If you get the right advisor, you can do, you know, like uh, terms and conditions light. You know, you don't have to make it overly complicated no. just to it start It needs to be something, it needs to be, right. yeah. So, there's those sorts of things. Um, I'll just breeze over the other boring yes, things please, I'd like to please, mention, and then breeze. we can talk about some more fun. We're running things, out of time already. Um, already somehow. <laughs> work cover, boring, but you need it. So make sure your insurance is all set up. So not just work cover, insurance. Talk to a broker. Um, they know what they're doing. Yes, they do. Get that right. They do. Okay. If you've got employees, get an employment agreement in place. Anyway. Shareholders. Shareholders. <laughs> okay. Move on. I could keep We're going. up to forty-five thousand dollars now in expenditure. <laughs> no, but these are important because we talked the other day about this that you can spend a little bit now, yep. or you can spend a lot later. Now you might get lucky, and you might go the distance, and relationships all might be fantastic. But in the case that they're not, yeah, that's when the litigator Laura gets a phone call and they say, Laura, we got a bit of an issue. It also shows yeah. you're a serious business. It does. If you're not a serious business, fine, have no T's and C's. Don't think, do things properly. But if you really think that your idea has got legs. Yep. and do it right. Now, speaking of $45,000 budget, that's more interesting. Let's talk about that. Um, now, I, I don't think I want to talk about budget today. I think let's move on to, to something else. I think let's talk about setting behavioral standards. So yep. um, now this is to do with, this is whether you're taking on, you're starting a business yep. or you're taking on a team, right? You're saying the first 100 days, I need to set the behavioral standards and expectations within this business. Now. If uh, we're talking about to Jonathan Hill later, now he is not exactly what I call a tyrant by nature. So if he's starting a business, he's not going to go in there and be rah, rah, rah and, and, and causing a ruckus. But he might have three or four things that he thinks are not negotiable, which I'm going to ask him, uh, within a business that he says, if anyone who works here, me included, this is what we expect. Now, if we do these things, then we'll also have some flexibility and you can work from home and we'll go to the wineries and we'll do all the fun stuff. But this is the price of entry, yep. right? Of the uh, now, if you think about it, I start a business, I go, and it's just me. Yeah, I have to set those behavioural standards for myself and anyone I hire that comes along, right? And it has to be within my style. But if I take on a team that I'm inheriting a team or taking on a new role, and I'm a leader within a business, and I've got this group of people I don't know, that's much much harder to set the behavioural mm. standards. And you have to go in there and you have to break a few eggs gently. Can I give you a very very short practice scenario? Yes. Option one, walk in to a team, never met before. Hi guys, I'm Christian, I'm running this team now. Uh, this is a little bit about my background. Um, you know, I, I really like people coming to work on time and I really look forward to meeting you all and then nothing. And then you don't meet any of them and three months has gone by and everyone goes, new boss, reset, and then they don't. Yes. And, but instead you go in and say, These are, we're gonna meet with you all individually. Yep. We're gonna set some standards that you're gonna enjoy and blah, blah, blah. You're gonna have some input and then you got yourself your first 100 days of behavioral standards. That's enough on that one. Yes. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Was that too fast? No, but I, <laughs> I think I wanna go back to, it's we're starting, I get that we're talking about two things, the team and then you, the, you know, the starting yeah, yeah. business from yeah. scratch. But let's go back to this setting standards yourself because if Ooh. you are a founder, yes, right? You can't just sort of float along and, and start a business and not really know what you're, the, what you're about. 
you can, but it's not going to really go very far. <laughs> how do you how do you then set those standards for yourself? How do you make decisions about what's our strategy? What are we in this for? Why am I turning yep. up every day? Yep. And we talked yep. about this last week last about week. what gets people in a business. Why do they do it? What's yep. driving them? I think you need to decide that. You do. Probably before day one. You do, and I think if if you've got a good idea or a good product and you go and build around that, that's one thing, yes. right? And that kind of morphs on its own way. But yeah. if you've got it, you're trying to bring a service and the service has a standard and you've got an expectation that this is what we're gonna grow into, then you do need to set that standard from the start. You need to say, right, this is what we're about. These are our standards. Because if you wanna bring talent, legitimate talent into the business, they need to be joining for something. They're yep. not just gonna go and join because you're, you know, well, you're just going to be like factor, everyone else, right? Yeah. It's like, well, you know, you're a bit of a risk. You're pretty small. But if you actually can walk in and say, this is what we're going for. This is what we're here for. This is what we're, we're aiming for. And if you join this business, this is what your life will be like. This is what your pathway, clear pathway yeah. will be. That's the exciting part to me. That's when you start to differentiate yourself from all the other businesses. Anyone can go to a, get a job anywhere. But if you want to drag good talent in, you want to build a real business that yeah. you're not going to be peddling for the rest of your life in. This is one of the ways that you do it. Set some standards, set some behaviours. That seems to me as, as important. I'm as getting in, excited. As the boring stuff I just said. But no, you're more important. <laughs> if you don't have that you're underlying right. mission, values, you get three, four how months. we do business, and, and it just means nobody knows what the rules are. Yep, well, they make their own. You become a price taker. Yep. You're reactive. Yep. You're not planning anything. and you, you can't manage anyone because there's no standards. Yep. And if you leave a void for people to move into, good or bad, they'll, they'll, they'll take it. Yeah. So you've got to create some boundaries, but good boundaries, growth boundaries around people by setting minimum standards. And I think that this is something that's overlooked. It's something that people intend to do, yep. but they get caught in the minutiae of the first hundred days. And there's so many things to think about. And they forget that if they don't have this team humming like a missile, like this, in the same direction, you're going to be fighting fires for the next two and three years. You're going to be having one in, one out. Yep. You're never going to be able to get some traction on the road. Yeah. 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 Do you think that's enough on that, or do you want to do no, some? No, well, I, I just bring it contextually to what's going on. Yes. In the world, we're not going to pretend like it's not happening, right? That if you don't have those groundings, yep. When you do get hit, when they're, when they're, the boat is being rocked, it's really hard to stay the course because. You've got you've got nothing to there's lean no on. There's, there's no, no grounding. There's no It's what are we doing? So oh, everyone okay, looks we, around. Who's the leader here? Who? What's this? What are we doing? Why now? are we here? Why are we in yeah, business? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And if you re if when things are good, it's easy. It's actually a good chance to reset that though. Yep. When, when you do hit the rocks like now, yep. um, is to say you know what we didn't do this so well last time. Here's our chance. Let's reaffirm our mandate. Right. Let's take like, the time on the quiet. That's right. Okay, that was okay. <laughs> That was okay. We've, just it's been a long week. So many tangents. Life. I feel like if we've ever followed one rabbit down a hole, we could spend a lot of time talking if about it. seven hours a day here, I reckon we'll get something done. <laughs> All right, so today we have a wonderful guest. He's a, he's a gentleman to the end. He holds doors open for people. He's a wonderful human being. Um, he's had a go and we love commercial people who take commercial oh, yeah. risk and we back them all the way. Uh, I'd like to welcome Jonathan Hill. How are you, mate? Good. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks Pleasure. for coming in. Thanks for coming in. Now, the main reason we wanted to get you in today was because we uh, we love a couple of the businesses that you had a go at before. Yeah. Um, we are thinking right now, again, sort of refer back to the circumstances, there's going to be a lot of people thinking about starting their own 
idea or business or product or yeah. side hustle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you've done it. You've yeah. done it and we admire that. Um, give us a little bit of background mm. for context of a couple of the things you've had to go at. So the first business, I was working in recruitment. Imagine um, that. Uh, yeah, and I was actually at an Australia Day party. One of my friends came back from America and he had a pair of wooden sunglasses on. And I was like, shit, I've never seen anything like yep, him. Yep. So I was like, and everyone else at the party was like, wow, we really like those. So I thought there might be an opportunity to bring them to Australia. So I went to the computer, Googled around, no one had all the domain names. So I registered a few domain names. And then the next day, rode off to the manufacturer to see if I could bring them in. It was a hard no then. Yep. Um, but then I actually, while I was Googling around, found some wooden watches called WeWood. Yep. Um, and those ones, like, and I ordered a couple from America. Um, they arrived and I was wearing one. And everyone just kept me asking, where did you get the watch from? Yeah, wow. so, and I was like, this could be quite a good opportunity to set up a business. Yep. So registered the domain names. Yep. Um, spoke to the US di like distributor and ordered, I think it was about 100, so maybe about 50 watches. Yep. And obviously you were getting the, the US dollar and the Australian dollar were parity then. So it wasn't like now that it would cost you more. Yep. Um, got them over and set up a website called Branched. We were like, what can we set up that would and branching into new things? Yeah, so yeah, called I like Branched. It. Um, then we, we got the watches and we, we didn't really know anything about Google Ads or anything like that. Because so a long time ago, it would have been a lot It was, it, would yeah, about, yeah, yeah. it was about nine years ago now. Yeah, wow. But we went to a company called Shopify that do websites that we can make up, you can make a website, anyone can make a website that's selling online through PayPal, you set up a merchant account in the space for about a day. Right, and we didn't have a clue about it. Just put some images on there. <laughs> it all linked up, and then we we're like, "Shit, how do we sell these watches?" Yep. <laughs> so we sold a few to a few friends, and like um, once that's in. tapped out, it's like, "What now?" Well, exactly. So, so we tried Google Ads, and and that was back in the day, and they were costing us a lot of money for not much return. Yep. So we wrote to all the magazines. So we wrote to all the magazines saying we've just got these new watches and things like that. And then we got a hit on Men's Style, and uh, Men's Style printed watch, and then we started selling a few watches. And then Is that back a few when more. they were magazines? Yeah, the magazine, exactly right. <laughs> it was a proper physical one. <laughs> so I did that, started selling a few more watches, and then we hired a PR agency um, to go out there to um, get it in the media for yeah. us. And then it just grew from there, really. This is where it's interesting to me because I would think of digital marketing, certainly now, I would mm -hmm. think of digital marketing, I would think Google AdWords, I would think setting up a Shopify. But to get a PR agency would not occur to me on the first sweep. Well, and there was good profit margin in the watches and, and eventually um, they were made in Italy. Um, the guys came to us and said, look, you're doing quite a good job. Do you want to be the distributor? So if you're the distributor, we could sell to the shops. So we, um, then it halved our buy price. So we were buying them for a quarter of what we'd sell them online for. Yep, and yep. if we sold them to stores, we'd still make a 100% margin. So we just hit the phones and we got into about 228 stores. Wow. Um, plus that, getting them to stores, they obviously, it's good for cash flow, but also people see them and they yes. go online and drive more to the website. Yeah. And you make a lot more money on the website than you do selling to Without the stores. Without the bites along the way. Yeah, and also you don't have to worry about payment terms or anything like that. Yeah. You sell a watch, the money's in your account, you send it out. Just in terms of the watches, the wooden watches as a product, I find it fascinating. I remember, and I'll put the name of the um, futurist up on our website later, but because I can't, can't remember, remember the name right. But he's got a book. It's like um, Digital Mind, Analog Hearts, and I remember oh. hearing, or something like that. I remember hearing him asking the room about who in here 
has a phone and we mm. all have mobile phones. Yeah. We all have the time yeah. on our phone. There's yeah. no need for a watch no. in this day and age. And yeah. I love, I like, yeah, I love and, yeah. And, and yet, that, right, yeah. so, and, and it's this, this sort of, there's all different reasons why people wear watches for the fashion, the, mm -hmm. it's different, um, or someone might have a watch that's been handed down to them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. the yeah. sort of a wooden watch is really mm. tapping into that analog, yeah, it is. old school. And they're so light compared to metal watches, they're like incredibly light, and that's what you notice. So why aren't you wearing one now? Well, I sold the business this year. <laughs> <laughs> upgraded. And if they want you, if they want you back, then you yeah. wear wooden watches yeah, well, again. Good much. on it you, was, mate. That was probably the best advertising form was just wearing the product. So yeah. I think if you um, um, like, if you make bring in a product or set a product, you've got to um, lead by example. And it's like my food business that I set up next. Yeah. Um, I always ate that. Um, so yeah. tell us about that. So. My, when I moved to Australia, my dad unfortunately passed away before I moved over here and he ate really bad food and he was very busy. He, was a, he had a, a business owner himself and I was like, well, pretty why? Pretty serious can't? business too, John. Yeah, it was quite, quite a big yes, business. Yes, pretty serious yeah. business. So, um, and he, he was very busy. He worked probably seven in the morning till eight at night every day. And he just, lunches, he just had to run and get a sandwich. Yep. Um, and I saw he just ate quite badly. So yep. I was like, why can't busy people eat good food? So teamed up with my business partner, who was a leader in food at the time, yep. and created a company called Chef Good. Yes. Um, and then Chef Good grew, um, and yeah, through partnerships and, and sort of advertising, we grew to probably the fifth biggest um, delivery food business in Australia. Um, at a time when it was hot. Yes, like it, it was. It, 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 Probably when you started. Light and Easy was the only real big one. When you started, but yeah, by, by foods, yeah. within three or four years after when you'd taken off, there would have been 40 yeah, competitors yeah, trying to get market segments. Now, yeah. you mentioned a word there that I'm going to capture out of the air, and that mm -hmm. is partnerships, because yeah. that is what's fascinating to me. And that's sort of the reason that, yeah, we. we this survived. was a leap for you, wasn't it? Yes. So it was, yeah. when you went about, and, and let's apply it to future as well, when you go about and when you went about forming partnerships, what yeah. was it that you looked for? Um, I was calling sort of mutually beneficial partnerships. So you've got to, you can't go to someone wanting something and they get nothing out of it. It's got to work for both parties. So we saw that F45, obviously biggest fitness franchise in Australia. They've done okay. They've done all right, <laughs> they've done all right. Um, we saw them and, and what they were offering was uh, um, like an eight week challenge. And you go on the app and you can uh, sort of uh, order your meals, um, well, you can't. We back then, you they'd have the recipes on there. Yep. But, but we thought, well, why can't we make the meals for you? So busy doing a 45, yeah, 45 yeah. minutes. We thought it's quite a good market. So I approached a load of the franchisees, um, and they were like, "Yes, done." So we and we gave gave something back to them. Yep. Um, if people signed up, and then it started going like wildfire. Uh, it really grew our business quite considerably. Yeah. And then head office came to us and said, would you like to do it um, um, like on an ongoing basis, basis working with the whole bit more the whole network, yeah. 460 um, studios. And yeah, a bit more organized. Yeah. Um, plus they, they've got a very strong brand and they want to keep it that way. Yeah. So we worked with them in partnership to create quite a cool, like a, an offering. I remember it was um, very good. It was, yeah. a, it was a good little campaign. And we went from um, doing maybe maybe 500 customers to 3,000 customers wow. overnight. So, <laughs> so, I, I so love, six times. I, I love yeah, as you're explaining uh, all of this, how it sort of just 
you know, your, the way you describe it just makes it sound like, you know, all these things just fell into place. Mm. And of course there's luck in life, but you heard us just- Make now, your own luck. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You heard us talking about these, this first hundred days sort of concept mm. and get, get all your ducks in a row. Uh, yeah. Like, ha have you had that experience or was the first one more relaxed than the second? Or? Yeah, well, it's the first one, obviously. It's, we started it with me and my business partner, um, we shook hands on the Australia Day party and like, we'd had a few drinks, 50-50, we're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> we chucked in like two and a half grand each, yep. I think. And then we got off the ground very quickly. Yeah. And like, we, we obviously registered the company, went online, just went like, yeah, register company, registered that. <laughs> Good on you. And then got the websites, yep. did the thing. We, we launched, the one thing I did do was um, get the trademarks. Yes. Um, that's quite important yeah, and that yeah. takes about six months to do um, it, like to read they've got to advertise it to the world everyone gets a chance to challenge get it. Yep. so that took a while but we got them in the end and that's obviously your IP so that yep. that makes it more valuable yeah. um, did you wait to register the trademarks for a little while to see that it was this was going to work? Uh, sort of but the thing is I saw how well they were doing overseas so I wanted yeah. the trademark in Australia so we did that um, and yeah, the first hundred days was just hustle, trying to get speak to as many people as you yeah. can. Whereas Chef Good was a lot more, because we knew it was going to be a bigger business and there yeah. was a lot more turning, like making the meals, getting out to the customers. There was a lot more moving parts to look at. Yeah. So the first, it probably took us a year of planning to get our first meals out. Wow. Um, so, and in that time I, I sold um, Branch. Yeah. So we went to a broker, both of us sort of um, thought it was time to move on. Yep. Um, and yeah, we, we sold out that. And actually going back, I wish we, uh, we'd spent a bit more time when we first set up to, to register it through a trust because you save 50% capital gains tax. So that, that's one key thing. Those I would little definitely, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just little things and, and I didn't have any financial advice when we started it, whereas now You're I've got too. a- young too. Yeah, like exactly. You're young yeah. and you like it's a cheap lesson long yeah. term because yeah. you do it the right from here on in. Mm. But you'd hate to think that your big idea that's the big monster is the one that you don't set up right. Well, that's the well, thing. Sometimes when you're yeah. starting these things, you're like, well, we'll flog, we'll flog 50 yeah. of them yeah. and we'll just turn a little profit. So exactly right. it might seem like a lot to actually invest in all yeah. this other stuff. It's It's kind of eats away at any How long's a piece of strength on these things? Hindsight, hey? Well, that's the thing, but we didn't have that sort of money to um, get the legals in and yeah. the lawyer, because if you know, yeah, we, I know more now, but it, you've got to find a good law firm. Don't go one of the massive ones, just find, find someone local. Someone that suits you. Suit you yeah. all, Depending uh, if you're setting yeah. up, if, you, you, yep. if you've got a, a, like a lot of investment coming in, then you want to have that ironclad. Investment, should we talk about that? That's a good one because, um, a lot of people talk about capital raises and yeah. bringing in, and Laura, we did a podcast not that long ago when we were talking about having uh, investment in your business and yeah. shareholders and yeah. how it can be a bit, there can be some downside risk. Mm -hmm. um, you've gone through the capital raising experience. Yeah. How long did it take from start to oh, It took, probably to took a year or two, a year to two years. Mm -hmm. um, I th we thought, oh, this will be easy, but <laughs> it's a lot harder than you think. And there was a lot of people that sort of got a bit further down the line and then fell through. One thing that we did do um, that really saved the business is American Express offer a, a very good charge card. Yep. And the charge card you can actually pay invoices on as well. Like they charge you maybe one, one and a half percent, two percent. Um, but they give you a really, a really good line of credit. Yep. 
Um, so we used that, plus also we took one of those um, sort of short-term loans that were quite expensive, but we needed the cash, yeah. and we were just trying to survive and, and grow. And then in the in the end, um, I had a partner come on came on board um, who actually facilitated our capital raise. Yeah, like he put. So you brought in some expertise. Yes, to, yeah, to and, and rather process. than paying him, he took sweat equity. Yeah. Uh, he worked for a, um, a fund at the time yep. and he used his expertise to do the sort of the model and the pitch deck and things like that that take a lot of time yep. um, and there's always a moving target you've always got to update them but it's good to have a framework but he helped us with that and then it would have been um, just over a year ago um, we were invested in by a um, family office yeah. and um, yeah and then that's the, that, that sort of secured the funding and um, yeah, but it is, it's not, it's not a quick turnaround process. No, it's not, no. And also you've got to be, one thing, money is money, but you want to try and find someone that's a strategic investor. Yes. So it depends. If you just want the money, there's like different people out there. Whereas if you can align someone that's got the expertise in that industry that can benefit the industry plus bring some yep. money in, I'd highly suggest that. Mate, yeah. fantastic advice to finish on because once again, we've only got halfway in and we've run out of time. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no. Thank you, Jonathan Hill, for coming in today. Uh, you've been no wonderful. Worries, thanks, this God. is, I think that we might do this again and yeah. we'll get in a bit more detail on some other things. Yeah. Perhaps he might have had enough of us already. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't buy <laughs> him. Um, thank you very much, Laura. Is there anything? Thank you, Christian. We, we, you know, we just no, go back to lockdown. Hang in there, Melbourne. Hang, hang in there. there. Have a wine um, this weekend. Have a break and go for a walk and we'll come back fighting on Monday. Have a, have a Claymore wine. Uh, that'd be a very <laughs> good choice. Uh, thank you very much. All the best and we'll probably see you in another week. There are now more ways to watch Ticker. Download our apps for Apple and Android devices. We're live on Twitter and YouTube Live. And you can catch us on Amazon Alexa and Google Home. Head to the Ticker website for more. Hey, good morning. Ticker's new breakfast show. Well, most of the time in the morning, I annoy people. I think Ben is so fabulous. He is wild, he is warm, he is witty. The first time I met Alana, I realised I wanted to have a drink with her. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Kick off your morning with Ticker Jumpstart. We are playing in uncharted territory. This preparation takes me all night. It doesn't matter how long I take, because Ben will always take longer. <laughs> Ticker Jumpstart with Benjamin Norris and Alana McLean. You're going to get some different stuff with us and we're going to be unapologetic for it. You do realise it's the morning, so you don't need to be the human coffee. Introducing 